Hello, and welcome to 8 Minutes to Ageless, the podcast committed to teaching you the minimalistic approach to becoming bold and not old. On this 20-minute weekly podcast, you will learn how to care for your body and mind while spending the bare minimum amount of time to be successful. I know that life is full, so full that we tend to put our own needs on the back burner and in some cases are simply too confused to figure out what to do, so we do nothing. This podcast is designed to help you leave regrets behind and start caring for yourself, no matter your age, so you can grow older and like it, and I might say even love it. My name is Dr. Kelly Pearson, and I am the host of this podcast. I'm a practicing chiropractic physician and author of Eight Minutes to Ageless. Over the past 40 years, my patients have taught me so much about what not to do that I finally just had to get this book written and podcast started. But before we begin, I want to thank all of you who have read my book and keep sending me inspiring comments that you're getting your life back. That makes all the difference and makes me smile. Hey, welcome back. This is Kelly, and we're going to talk about some ways to empower you in, um, in your interactions with the medical um, providers. And, and, you know, there's more and more conversation about that in the world today. One of the reasons why physicians are so frustrated in practice is that there's more and more patient interaction and as well more and more um, pushback sometimes with one of the things they'd like to be able to to accomplish or maybe a medication they want you to take and maybe you've looked into already an opportunity um, or way to figure out your problem and so I just want to take and, and categorize the, the common sources of pain when you have body pain. Let's say it's, it's a spinal pain. Let's stick with spinal pain or, or uh, shoulder pain or hip pain, something like that. Well, number one, there's qualities of pain that you can totally relate to um, in, your, in your conversation with your doctors. So let's say for one, you have some, some um, sharp pain when you move in a certain direction. Maybe it's rotating your neck or maybe it's bending forward or it's extending that one foot forward as you walk. And there's a sharp pain somewhere in your spine or in your hip or when you reach up over the top of the cupboard and uh, just it just sharp. Oftentimes what that is, is a joint that is stuck. And a good person to mobilize that as a chiropractor an osteopath and some physiotherapists know how to manipulate as well. So to get the joint moving, to lubricate that joint is ever, ever so critical. Now, let's say you have a part of your body that's just stiffer. It's stiffer on one side compared to another. Let's say when you uh, go to bring your arms up over your head, you'll notice, I just can't quite get there with that left shoulder. It's not painful, but it's a limitation of movement. Well, what we know there is you have some soft tissue work needed probably. So you have a, a tight muscle or the myofascia has gotten glued down or just the one muscle in relationship to another has gotten stuck and you've lost some fluidity. Well, if it doesn't hurt, but it's stiff, that's the perfect time to be getting massage. Now, some chiropractors know how to do active release and other soft tissue therapies of that nature. A lot of physiotherapists also know that, that work as well as other pin and stretch techniques, we call it. But massage therapists typically are the go-tos on that. So here's the drill. If you can get that 
shoulder to move, Let, let's say getting that arm a little higher um, and it starts to normalize, then what's happening is you're doing a really great job with making sure you don't get down the road to further degenerative change. We've talked a lot about that, right? Asymmetric stiffness, the body says, wow, you're not gonna be moving here very well. How about this? How about I just build up some arthritis and I won't, you won't have to worry about the stiffness. And you know, we, don't, we just don't wanna do that. So when you feel stiffness, but without real pain, that's when massage is, is appropriate. Let's say that, you know, as long as you just do nothing, um, as long as you just sit around or get up and go to work, but the second you try to, to do something with your grandchild or decide to go for, to go for a fast walk, then what happens is you um, feel pain. It's like, what's going on? I'm fine if I don't, I just walk on flat ground, but the second I you know, have to walk up a lot of stairs, it really hurts in my hip. Well, this is a generalization, of course, but generally speaking, it's one of two things. It's either you are becoming weak, which is a thing that happens with us human beings if we don't stay strong with a, an intention to stay strong with an intention to do the work. And so that weakness can be remedied most of the time by using the muscles that appear to be weak. Now, sometimes as a as human being in your own body, you don't always know what that is and more importantly, what exercise to do to fix it. And that's where physical therapy can come in really handy or a chiropractor who has some movement um, commitment in his or her practice or a physiatrist or an osteopath. You know, all, all these different kinds of providers can and do some of this work. Not all of them do all the work. Uh, but, but the point being is you want to figure out what's weak here and how, and moreover, what do I do to get it strong and how much exercise do I need to do to make it strong and how long will it take? Well, every once in a while, you'll find that, you know, your, your pain is fine if you just sit around and, but it gets worse as you get active and you're going to the gym hasn't made a difference at all. Well, sometimes, and this is not as common, muscles can become inhibited. They are not, the body is not listening. And so the muscle, when the body says, hey, you really need to tighten up the gluteus maximus to get that person up the step without hurting their hip, the body's not listening. And so the uh, pain comes back. But if you try to exercise that gluteal muscle, it doesn't get stronger. There are cases when muscles go offline, when the brain just has a disconnect and there are different strategies that you can take. Um, they're a little harder to find, but uh, something called advanced muscle integration technique can stimulate muscle activity. There are some other facilitatory type of activities that some PTs have access to and the names are um, var var variable. Um, and sometimes uh, doing something called strain counter strain, and that's commonly seen in the world of physiotherapy and some chiropractors that can get a muscle to, to engage again properly. So if you're thinking about, gosh, I just, I don't wanna give up my life, but every time I try to do something more than normal, I have pain. Well, those are your strategies to get stronger. And if that doesn't work, then find a practitioner that can stimulate those muscles. The other thing is this, that, you know, I felt really good until Monday morning. 
And uh, the doc might say, well, what's going on with, with you? Well, it might be that Monday through Thursday, you're pretty stoic in terms of your food choices. You don't have time to eat a lot of extra food. You come home and maybe some dinner has been made ahead of time. Everything's pretty clean. But on Saturday and Sunday, all hell breaks loose and uh, the Super Bowl happens. And, you know, that bag and a half of chips go down real easily. And then you're going to throw a couple chocolate chip cookies on the drill on the Monday morning you wake up just feeling horrible like what I didn't even do anything I mean I sat around and drank a few beers during the Super Bowl game and I feel terrible today if you can start to look back and go wow you know I'm doing pretty good except oh it's when I eat poorly you know people don't realize that food can be the cause of their pain um I'll give you an example recently um about seven years ago I gave up dairy because I just felt uh, for lots of reasons that it'd be better for my body not to do it. And I did feel better for sure. And then um, I made a lot of other changes. So I felt pretty darn good. And, and then um, I made an exception about a year ago during the COVID, I had some raw milk cheese, which is uh, less inflammatory than non-raw milk cheese but then you know I ran out of that my husband had some Jarlsberg Swiss cheese which was always my favorite so I started to eat that a little bit um, and I noticed that a place that I had some chronic irritation in my body that had been very quiet wasn't talking uh, at all to me in terms of pain all of a sudden I noticed there's a little more tension like, wow I wonder I wonder because I haven't been doing anything differently so I quit the dairy and in about three days, that new pain that kind of slowly came on went away completely. And so that was good data for me. Like, okay, well, guess what? Dairy's still not your friend, so knock it off and, and uh, choose something else. So when, when you're finding pain um, just at particular types times of the day or the week, let's say, and you can look back and go, oh yeah, yesterday I went nuts with the wrong kinds of foods you can start to recognize that, all right, I need to, I need to pay attention to that. I need to change up what I'm doing. I need to eat foods that are less inflammatory. I need to take more supplements that reduce pain from inflammation, like fish oil, if you don't have any um, clotting issues, turmeric or curcumin and uh, vitamin C are great, great examples. So th that's something to consider as well. And the last thing I want to mention is this, that if you, um, let's say you've had low back pain on and off all your life and you finally went to a good chiropractor and it got fixed pretty good and you went to PT and they taught you another really cool exercise or um, you went to a massage therapist and they showed you how to use a massage gun over your gluteal muscles like yeah you're holding your own doing pretty good and then all of a sudden you're having a rough rough go and um, let me say COVID and the environmental environment associated with COVID has been a huge stressor for a lot of people depending upon your stance, you know, were you forced to take a vaccine, you didn't want it, were you sick of working with people who wouldn't get vaccinated, you, they're driving you crazy, um, you're worried about your grandchildren getting vaccinated or not getting vaccinated, you know, I mean, all of those stress points have really created a lot of rifts in families and certainly at the workplace. And if you've just noticed this insidious increase in your pain, guess what? Stress is a, is a huge point, is a huge, huge piece. And how a person deals with stress is through multiple ways of just stopping and looking and thinking and feeling. Maybe you journal. 
Maybe you um, get an app, online app for meditation. Maybe you see a counselor. Maybe you pick up a, a Bible. Maybe you talk to a person who's always been kind of spiritually grounded and you have really um, known that maybe you, you've strayed away a little bit. I don't know, it's different for everybody. But if you're stressed out, and if you think it's just gonna go, your reaction to stress is just gonna go away, guess what? It probably needs to be changed. Your reaction to the stress, not the stress itself, because I, uh, ladies and gentlemen, I don't think we're living in a time where we're gonna be having a lot of stress-free zones unless we choose to react differently. So um, my point here is, if you've seen that nothing in your life has changed and none of the pain I describe really gets to the point of what you're experiencing, it may well be stress. And I, I, love, um, I love some of the online apps that are yeah, they're free and you can say, hey, I wanna meditate for 15 minutes. I want it guided. I wanna do some breathing. I wanna do meditation for anxiety. Um, I might want to um, do some meditation for fear and then it's all there, right? In the insight timer is the one that I use. Sometimes I really like it if I just have a moment. So now how does this all relate to you going into seeing your doctor? Well, you've already, you have some, you have some idea now about what might, might be causing your pain, but, um, and you've got an appointment with your family practitioner. I think at the very, very least, as you, as you describe your situation, make sure you get to get it all out. Meaning like doc, I just, I just want you to listen to me for as long as it takes for me to tell my story. And usually it's less than three, four minutes. And then you'll have all the data that I think is important. And then you can kind of make some decisions because what happens is that doctors are always behind schedule. They have a patient that walks in and they point, point to pain over the back pocket and the chiropractor is thinking, oh, sick, really, joint pain, got it. Yeah, done deal, blah, blah, blah. But they may be completely wrong. It may be referred from a pain in the lumbar spine. It may be bursitis. It may be an endometrial pain. It could be a million things, but... If you don't tell your whole story, you're gonna let that doctor just jump to conclusions. And so you can say, I'm gonna make a weird request that you just let me tell you everything I feel about this pain. It won't take very long. And then when you're done, you can ask clarifying questions. It may seem rude, but I promise you, um, it's a very effective strategy. And, and then it's not okay, it's not, it's not irritating to ask this question. So doc, do you have any idea what might be wrong? And if so, what? And if it's crystal clear, they don't know, that's okay. That's okay that they don't know. So therefore they shouldn't be giving you medication for something they don't understand the etiology. And then you can say, um, you know, I've been thinking about my pain. It feels just uh, like this, sharp pain uh, when I bend over and that might be a joint problem. What do you think about me seeing a chiropractor? No, truth is in this country, you can pretty much see any provider you want with or without a medical referral. Um, that's not always true. Every insurance is a little bit different, but it certainly got quite a lot better. And uh, 
you can ask for a referral. And the point there is that now um, the chiropractor, let's say the MD refers to the chiropractor, the chiropractor should most definitely be sending a report to the MD, create a relationship like, oh, this is what I think is going on with this person. This is what I found. This is what I'm recommending. These are the exercises I'm suggesting. Now all of a sudden the MD is getting feedback that's critical. Like, hell, I didn't even know that was a thing. I didn't know that that kind of pain could cause this type of pain pattern, or I didn't know that treatment would be beneficial. So what you're doing is when, when you ask for a referral, then when you go back to the person he referred you to, to say, look, it's really important to me that you send a note to let my doctor know what you found, because I want my family practitioner to be the guy or the gal who is putting it all together, who knows me in a way that um, they can put two and two together. But trust me, if I, as a chiropractor, I'm not feeding back to the MD to say, oh my gosh, you know, this person's got a short leg and uh, S-shaped scoliosis and uh, three abdominal surgeries. So their abdomen is weak as heck. Whoa. Um, I need to get some assistance with physical therapy for this person. Oh, okay. Now, the MD might have missed the fact that they have a short leg or a scoliosis because sometimes scoliosis are hard to really see without an x-ray. Um, and they maybe they don't really think much about a short leg, you know, but a lot of times that can be a problem for folks. Now, let me just say there's some people that do find with short leg discrepancies or at least thus far in their life. Um, so in, in summary, ask the doctor, do you really, do you have an idea what this is? If so, what? If they don't, great. Don't take a medication for something unknown, get a referral. And then when you do get a referral, you say to that practitioner, I want you to communicate with my MD because I want everything. Uh, I want all the parts in one place so that down the road, things might make better sense to someone. All right, so I hope that was helpful for you guys today. And I think more and more the transparency of being honest with each other, be honest with ourselves, be honest with our primary care physicians, be honest with our specialists is really so critical because we're all here for one purpose in healthcare, and that is to help help you and the patient. But also, if patients don't feed back to their healthcare providers, they don't improve. And that's not okay because we constantly are in a place where we could become a lot better if we knew what was going on in the minds of our patients. All right, y'all, um, I've never lived in the South, but I just like to say that from time to time. I look forward to speaking to you next week and you guys have a great day. In keeping with my minimalistic approach to life, I keep this podcast short and only add the most critical points, not adding fluff. So for today, we're done, but I hope you will do a few minutes of the good stuff we talked about. If you have not picked up the book, you can get it on Amazon. The website, 8minutestoageless.org, will have the show notes and any videos that I mentioned on this podcast. I thank you for spending your precious 20 minutes with me. And as always, you can reach out and contact me via the website. Remember, one day at a time, you are getting bolder and not older. I look forward to seeing you next week.